Welcome to the Soul Driven Podcast. I believe that when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. If you are searching for meaning and purpose, if you are unsure about how to combine the spiritual with the everyday, if you are ready to uncover who you truly are, then you've come to the right place. The Soul Driven Podcast is dedicated to exploring the intersection of living a soulful and spiritual life in a driven and ambitious world. Join me for practical guidance, truthful discussions, and interviews with people who are successfully living a soul-driven life. My name is Anna Hendricks, spiritual guide, marketer, and your host. Thank you for being here. All right, folks, welcome back, and thank you for joining us for another soul-driven interview. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Tom Palladino. Scalar Energy Researcher, who's based in Florida. He's bringing something brand new to the forefront, and today's discussion is going to be all about that. I said your last name correctly, didn't I? That's correct. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I usually ask about names beforehand because, man, I can just destroy them, but I win. Okay. (laughs) So welcome to the show, Tom. So great to have you. Thank you for the invitation. I'm looking forward to this. Absolutely. So one, my, my first question that I ask every guest, what makes you soul-driven? Uh, God. God makes me soul-driven. And I want to see mankind prosper. <clears throat> so it's, it's really working hand-in-hand hand with God to see that the world becomes a better place to live, a happier place to live. That's, that's the point of of my life. That's the point of my research to see the benefits that, that can help everybody. So working directly from sort of a God given initiative, correct? Yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I I don't know you very well. As I mentioned, I had done a little bit of like the research that I do on my guests. I had listened to you on another podcast as well, but it seems very much that you are soul driven in your work which, you know, those are the types of folks we like to have around here. (laughs) Which, which is the most important aspect of our lives. Sure. There is a physical dimension, but I certainly don't want to be confined to a physical dimension. Everybody has a soul. And that's, that's the dimension that I really want to concentrate on. And my work dovetails with that. So I'll explain later. Yeah, absolutely. Since I was a young girl, I've always been a very spiritual person and it was kind of always like in my prayers, you know, I would let God know what I wanted, but I was like, if you have something different, like bring it on. Right. Because my soul, I think always knew that there was a potential for me to not know what was going to make me happiest, you know? And while I wanted the big pink bike, um, what might really make me happy was, you know, helping out a friend in class or something like that. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, so we're definitely going to jump into scalar energy and learning all about that. But I'd love to start with you because you're the man behind this. And um, can you share with us about your background and kind of how you came to be a scalar energy researcher? You know, I'm going to try and... Uh bring to bring to a, a nexus point the mystical world and the scientific world and as far as i'm concerned it's the same some people will will try to divide the mysticism with the science now they're both from god 
So I've always wanted to help mankind. And I always looked at technology as a tool to help mankind. And that's why I work with scalar energy as a technology. It's a tool. It's not electricity. It's a different type of energy. Some people call it zero point energy or chi or prana. So as a youngster, I, was, I, I wanted to enter into that mystical realm, and I did. And I asked God for wisdom. And the wisdom that he gave me was scientific wisdom, the ability to understand science, the ability to understand nature. So I'm using my gifts as a mystic to better understand and to bring forward a scientific uh, technique or a scientific uh, technology that will help mankind. So my point is this, the, the soul-driven life, the, the, the mystical life is so important, especially if you're a creator or an inventor like I am, because you have to have that aid from God. You must be abetted by God. So my work, although it is quite technical, it starts with God and it starts with that soul-driven purpose to help people. That's the key. I see there's too many people today involved in technology, but they leave out the soul. It becomes soulless. And there is much to say about technology today that is hurting us, that is detracting from mankind. I don't want to do that. So I am bringing to mankind a pure energy, energy from God that will uplift everybody. That's going to have a, a benefit, a global benefit. I see no detraction to this. I see no downside. So this is really what empowers me. This is what I thrive on, the ability to help people. And I'm doing it with technology. And you mentioned that you were a mystic. So again, like, were you always a spiritual person? Yes. You know, how did you kind of walk into this? Yes. And also, one of the things um, I think is interesting, you know, when people want to kind of split off what you say, like the mysticism and the science, is it, is it correct, or at least in your perspective, to say that the way that I've kind of seen it is just that science is just way behind the mysticism, you know? We're just far behind it figuring is. it out, it right? It is. Because science many times just looks at the effect, and they try to understand the effect. But if you're a mystic, you understand the cause. If you understand the cause, you're way ahead of the game, because then you can predict the effect. Anyway... Well, we won't get into that right now, but you're right. Today, many of those who are, are, are really within this mechanistic way of thinking, and they can't think of, a, of God um, giving us this gift of creativity or this knowledge, that they limit themselves. Human reasoning is limited. It's wonderful. We all use reasoning on a daily basis, but it's limited. Mysticism is not limited. This is why the greatest composers, the, the poets, the greatest inventors, the greatest thinkers, they, they had that mystical impulse. Okay? Regardless of your religion or your philosophical background, there is a God, I believe. And that God helps everybody in every situation in life. And the mystics far outpace many, many technicians today. Because if, if you have a firm grasp of this mysticism that you can understand the universe in a fuller capacity, then you're just not looking at a cause and effect relationship. It's much grander than that. It's, it's much more sublime than that. 
Yeah, I look at I look at it as like divine creativity, you know, and the creativity that can be in anything, right? We look at something, you know, an artist or a dancer and we say that's creative, but like yes. scientists can also be creative. You know, anyone, yes. we all have that. And I think that's like the divine creativity that takes something and makes it that much bigger and that much more useful, I think, for others. Um, so how old were you? I mean, like, did you always define yourself as a mystic or? I, I asked God and I asked the Blessed Mother for the gift of mysticism. They gave it to me. And we all have some type of mystical ability. But if you have to ask God for this gift and you have to work on it. And uh, it's, it's, a daily, it's a daily struggle for me. You, know, to, to, you have to balance the active life with the contemplative life. That's, that's difficult for some people, but that's the balance that I'm trying to achieve. So what am I saying? Sure, we look around us, there is a physical creation, it's wonderful, but we have to ask how, why, what is the makeup of the universe? So these are deep-seated questions, and this is what I like to probe with the audience. You know, why is it? Why do we have these events in nature? I'll get into that. Many of those events, many of those circumstances, are caused by scalar energy, which is the initial energy of the universe. Scalar energy is the initial energy of the sun and stars, and I'll expand upon that and, and how how prevalent scalar energy is in our lives, but we don't recognize it. We're in a sea of scalar energy. We don't realize we're in a sea of scalar energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's all around us. I was, um, and I meant to bring my, oh my gosh, my Kindle with me. Cause I was literally reading last night. I don't want to get too far ahead of, of us just yet, but I was reading last night in one of Dolores Cannon's book, do you know who Dolores Cannon is? Yes. Yeah. Um, I was reading in one of her books and she was in session with this person and they were talking about, you know, how beings used energy from this planet and used, were able to actually capture very similar energy that comes from sun and moon and stars so that we could utilize it in different ways. And I was like, man, this sure sounds like scalar energy. It's so fascinating to me. Like, Usually the night before I do interviews with folks, I'm reading something or something comes along that seems to just kind of back up whatever it is that I'm getting ready to talk about. Um, so I'm curious about your spiritual background. Like what was it that allowed you to believe in this God energy outside of the fact that obviously you're mystic, um, but, you know, energy is for the most part, we can't see it, right? We don't know what it's like necessary effects. When you sit down with an energy healer, I mean, some people walk away being like, whoa, I'm completely changed. And someone else might be like, you know, I don't really feel anything. And not to say that something's not happening, but you know what I'm saying. So what was it that really like, was the impetus behind you fully embracing this mm. God energy? As a youngster, I looked at the universe and I said, where does this all come from? So it, it became apparent that there is a God and God had to be uncreated because only the uncreated can create creation. You know, if you always say, well, what created that? And something before that had to create. 
that that concept. Anyway, long story short, there is a creator. He's uncreated, and creation is his handiwork. And then I looked at the universe. I said, you know, if you if you really look at the universe from a macroscopic viewpoint, there's nothing but stars out there. And, and in between the stars is a lot of space. So apparently the stars are the center point for energy, for, for light. And that's where it all begins. You have to have some fundament where, where the expression begins. That is light, specifically scalar light, is the first expression of the universe. So you need instructions. What is scalar light? They're instructions. Scalar light is from the sun of our solar system, the stars of the universe. Scalar light is the animating force of everything. So everything begins with scalar light, which are, again, instructions or the ability to create the universe. So light, specifically scalar light, is the creative strength of the universe. Nothing precedes it except God. So I believe I'm working with instruments that are controlling the God energy or the God light. This is why my research is so important, because I think I will eventually introduce to mankind that we now have access to that God power. That's what I'm saying. I'm not working with electricity. This is not electricity. This is a much more subtle uh, energy. Scalar energy is the God energy. And if it's the God energy, then it's responsible for creating and maintaining the universe. And that's my statement. Scalar energy, scalar light is responsible for creating the universe and maintaining the universe. This is the cause of all phenomena. We're in the driver's seat with scalar energy. This is why this, this technology is so important. Anytime you have technology, it's a tool. It's a tool that will control, that will give you mastery over nature. For instance, if you're in a car, well, a car will transport you much in a much more uh, um, reasonable fashion and much more greater sense of efficiency than walking or running. So what's a car? A car is a tool. It's, it's, it's an invention. What is scalar energy? It's another type of technology that will allow us to perform work that will allow us to have a lifestyle of ease and comfort. So once we master scalar energy, we will have what I consider paradise on earth because we will have mastered the world, the universe. Control scalar energy, you control creation. So regarding scalar energy, um, this obviously isn't something that you invented or you personally discovered. Right. Um, let's talk about, because I want to talk about two different things. I want to talk about like how you found scalar energy, but then also kind of where it was discovered. Um, sure. Nikola Tessa, Nikola Tessa, a great inventor, was the first man to control, harness, and create scalar energy instruments. Now, that was over 100 years ago. To this day, many people haven't the slightest idea how he achieved what he achieved, but they acknowledge it. Many of his inventions were, especially in the latter part of his life, were scalar energy inventions in which he could send energy by way of wireless transmission. He did not need a satellite. He did not need a substation. He could send energy at a distance. Had we have listened to Nikola Tesla, we would have uh, free 
relatively inexpensive clean energy today. Tesla was on the verge of, of uh, creating a new paradigm, a new energy paradigm. So what is my point? Tesla was the forerunner. He was the, he was, if you will, the founding father of scalar energy. And his inventions are so advanced to this day, it really befuddles many people. Well, frankly, it doesn't befuddle me because he was controlling the God force. If you control that creative energy of the universe, you can do essentially anything. And Tesla was doing incredible things over 100 years ago with scalar energy. He discovered the God force. And again, it's not electricity. Electricity is an inferior type of energy. So Tesla was my impulse as a youngster. I knew intuitively, I knew he was not working with electricity the latter part of his life. I knew Tesla was onto something. I read about his incredible achievements and I said to myself, that's not electrical energy. He's not achieving that, that with electricity. And I was right. Those were scalar energy instruments. So the, the difference between scalar energy and electrical energy is there's really no comparison. And we're going to see this quantum jump in technology. Once we enter into this new realm of information, this scalar energy dimension, it, it's going to uh, uh, produce so many in incredible advances for mankind. It will, it will solve so many problems and uh, the world will be the better for it. That's the point of research. That's the point of invention to improve our lives. We will have a lifestyle that will be considerably uh, enhanced as compared to what it is today. So I have so many questions about that. Um... I guess first, like when you, so is that how you came, how you discovered scalar energy as you were yes. researching Tesla yes. and his work and seeing what it was that he was doing? Yes, um, correct. And I have a lot of questions, but yeah. I think, you know, my, my first thing is like when I hear you talking about this big jump in our evolution, that we could take with scalar energy. And this is a little bit off topic, but not really. But I just, I think the first thing I, I feel when I hear that is fear, not because of scalar energy in and of itself, but because of mankind mm -hmm. and our inability to handle power very well. <laughs> right. um, and I think that something like this in the wrong hands, which is most likely where it would be, I mean, you know, like the companies that control electricity, that control our power sources now, A, they're making so much money from it. So if they were to discover something like this and like grab hold of it, then who knows what they would do with it. Right. Um, what are your thoughts on like those sorts of things happening? You're absolutely correct. And for that reason, I am not going to patent this instrument. I'm going to introduce it to the world. I don't want this to become a monopoly. I don't want to have anybody to have a, a patent on it so that they can monopolize the technology. And um, it, it has to come out by way of a grassroots movement, by a, a movement of the people. If, if a nefarious government or a nefarious corporation controlled this, it's, it's not going to help us. It's not going to help us. So... I'm looking for a broad scale approach. Um, I want 
the people of the world to help me to get on board here. This, this is the game changer we've been looking for. You're right. And I'll, I'll predict the future in some sense. Once scalar energy comes in vogue, it will make obsolete much of the military industrial complex because this technology will replace existing military and industrial technology. Scalar energy will make obsolete um, uh, much of what is in vogue today, what much of the technology that is embraced today. So I, I can't emphasize this enough. Um, there, this technology is, is so far advanced as compared to electrical energy or nuclear energy, et cetera, that uh, the, the Those world energies are will dangerous, benefit. right? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. What do I, that's a good point. What do I like about scalar energy? It's from the sun and the stars. It's pure light energy. It has nothing to do with a thermonuclear reaction. Nothing. So that's the dirty energy. Frankly, electromagnetic energy is dirty. It's, it's inefficient. It's, it's already obsolete. We, we realize that. You cannot sustain this, this world, this world paradigm with gas and coal and, and, and oil and, and even nuclear uh, uh, reactors are, are, are now passe. That, that, that technology is giving way to a clean, uh, uh, inexhaustible source of energy. Remember, if scalar energy is from the stars, you can never run out of it, so to speak. So what I propose is a new energy paradigm powered by the stars. All you have to do is capture star energy. The new power plant are the stars. So let's, let's see. I want to, um, I want to kind of maybe start a little bit at like, what scalar energy is. And maybe if you have, I'm sure that you have a way of defining it for folks who, like myself, I have no background in energy. Like these are things that, I mean, I've read a little bit, you know, but to make it easily digestible for kind of anyone so that they clearly kind of understand as we jump into this. Um, so what's like a, an easy definition of scalar energy? Um, it's, and then we'll jump into benefits. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to give you two definitions, and and really there there uh, there's a, an equivalence. Scalar energy is, is the power of God. It's the creative strength of God. And if it's if it's God's light, if it's God's energy, it can do anything. The scientific explanation is scalar energy is from the sun and the stars, and it has the ability to carry instructions. It's it's has the ability to carry information. Okay, both of those are true and accurate. So scalar energy is from God. The storehouses, so to speak, are the stars. And what does this energy do? It carries information. If I'm holding up my cell phone, this cell phone will carry information, a text message or a voice message, okay? Scalar energy carries all information of the universe. It creates a snowflake. It creates our DNA. It's responsible for heat. It's responsible for photosynthesis. Scalar energy creates and maintains everything. So if a cell phone is just used for text and voice messaging, 
Scalar energy is for everything. So we have tapped into the mind of God with scalar energy. It's an infinite intelligence, scalar energy. And what what is limited by a cell phone, we can now achieve anything with scalar energy. So (laughs) it's like every time you start talking, then I'm just like, question, question, question. Um, Being able to harness this energy, how was that even done? By God's God's design. I've been able to engineer instruments that control, that capture scalar energy, if you will. I have some of the first instruments that can control and, and can mandate this energy. Well, somebody had to create the and fly the first plane, okay? Somebody had to create uh, the first computer or the first car. Uh, Tesla was the first man to create a scalar energy instrument. And there were a a few researchers, I am one of them, that are able to follow in his footsteps and in many ways copy what he did and create a, a functioning scalar energy instrument. An instrument that will allow you to capture the the cosmic forces from the sun and the stars, which are essentially embodied with the intelligence of the universe. So if I have a scalar energy instrument, then I can access the intelligence of God. That's a profound statement, but I stand by that. Scalar energy is infinite intelligence. And my instrument is capable of infinite intelligence. You have a computer. A computer is limited. Computers are a wonderful information system, but they're limited and you have to program them and they must be programmed by people. And as long as people program a computer accordingly, the, the computer the, the computer program is, is valid and is of, of merit. As scalar energy instrument, there's no programming. You simply tap into the program and the program is already created by God. So consider what I'm saying, an information system that we're working with today, computers, satellites, TVs, cell phones, those those are all created by man, but there's a limit. Scalar energy, there's no limit. It pre-exists. God has already created the energy. You don't need to recreate it. It's already embodied with all intelligence. So why not work with a, a technology that is infinite? That is all knowing. Yeah, I mean, I would sign up for God's technology any day over man's technology. <laughs> That's not even a question. Um, when you're talking about scalar energy kind of being all around us and all things, like are we comprised of scalar energy as well then? Yes, we have to be. Right. We have to be. Well, I know so everything are- is energy, right? Correct. So here's the key. Scalar energy. Yeah, here's the key. Very good. All energy initiates from the sun and the stars as scalar energy. And then in some cases, it breaks down to electricity and magnetism. So the first energy, the primary energy, the initial energy is scalar energy. And then it breaks down into electricity and magnetism. In this world, we we are uh, uh, living in both dimensions, a scalar energy dimension and electromagnetic dimension. 
but all of our instruments only call upon electromagnetic energy. So we have an electromagnetic-centric technology. I'm trying to introduce another type of energy that's a scalar energy-centric technology. So both energies are here on planet Earth and everywhere else in, in the universe. There is scalar energy everywhere. There is electromagnetic energy everywhere. Sadly, the scientific community only focuses on the inferior energy, electromagnetic energy. My preference, my deference is to only work with scalar energy, the superior energy. It's that simple. Why does science only focus on the other stuff, but not give any merit to the scalar energy? Tesla tried to introduce this other paradigm, this other technology, scalar energy. The powers that be, okay, the, I call them the robber barons, okay, those that can, the captains of industry back then did not want it. It was a threat to their money and power. Yeah. So scalar energy is still a gigantic threat to the money and power of the elite, call them what you will, the robber barons, I call them. What is my point? Progress much, must resume. We must have progress. Electromagnetic inventions are fine, but they're limited. If we listen to Nikola Tesla, we will make that transition to scalar energy technology that is unlimited. So what's holding us back? It's just a lack of knowledge. Once the people embrace this technology, it's it will take off. So kind of a, I don't know if it's, um, do you ever get scared? No, God protects me. But that's a good point. What I understand um, is indeed a game changer, and it will have a significant impact on the military and industry. This will change the military industrial complex. Yes, yeah. you're right. I, I'm not scared. Um, God protects me. But this is a divine calling that I have. And do you have, <laughs> again, I, I'm kind of like going off here a little bit, but um, do you have someone that potentially is learning from you in case something did happen so that this work can continue? Is that something yes. you thought about? Sad, I think about it all the time. Sadly, nobody stepped forward. And this is, the, this is the hurdle. It takes hard work and research. I'm 61 years of age. I've been doing this all my life. And it's not a hobby. It's work. It's effort. And I have not found anybody who wants to make that commitment yet. I'm sure yeah. there are, are people out there, but they've never heard of my work, my technology. So at the beginning stage of any technology, there has to be, a, you know, many people have to have this sense of, of sacrifice and uh, they will come about. Those, those people will come forward. But right now people, this is still a nebulous and esoteric science. So people just don't quite get it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel, I mean, I feel like intuitively very strongly that when the time is right, that that will of course be taking place. So one of the things that I do, um, I'm an Akashic Record reader, and I'm just curious in regards to scalar energy. Are you familiar with the Akashic Records? That's exactly what scalar energy is. That's another term for scalar energy. Okay. That's what I was, I was like, this sounds like the records. 
<laughs> so when you say that's exactly what the Akashic Records are, like, what do you mean by that? Maybe we should define Akashic Record. Uh, uh, I'll take I'll take a stab at it. It's it's a a paradigm. It's it's an all encompassing paradigm in which all events are recorded past, present, and future. Would you agree with that? Yes. That's what scalar energy is. <clears throat> scalar energy is timeless. It's an information system. So the Akashic record that records all events, past, present, and future, is scalar energy. What's the animating force of the Akashic records? Scalar energy. Remember, it's the perfect information system. So if it's a perfect information system, past, present, and future is incorporated in this perfect information system. And nothing can escape this perfect information system. Everything is recorded. That's what the Akashic Record is. So That's you see, yes, you see how people now, whether they realize it or not, they're scalar energy experts. I tell people this all day long. I say, oh, don't worry, you this is not that difficult. You're already a scalar energy expert. If you have intuition, that's scalar energy giving you information. If you're very creative, well, thank God for that creativity. Your brain waves are composed of scalar energy. So is scalar energy a, a fundament in our lives? Of course it is. It's in every aspect of our lives. We are in a sea of scalar energy. We just don't realize that we live in a sea of scalar energy. That's really cool. When I first started reading the records, um, it took me a couple of months to adjust to the energy because it was, you know, so different from like the day-to-day -day energy. Sometimes I would kind of feel like I was in a washing machine <laughs> um, and certain parts of my body were, uh, they were very uncomfortable because I was sort of acclimating, you know, to that frequency. Um, but it was, and, and we'll get into this a little bit later, but, um, that was something that felt very familiar the first couple of days when I, when I had started, I guess, the scalar treatments, um, that you had offered my partner and I was like this energy flowing. I could feel that. Um, so that's very cool. Very, very cool. So let's talk about benefits, right? Like, what can scalar energy do? Um, you've talked about being able to offer us this, you know, clean and nearly free and, you know, um, a way of powering our lives, basically, but kind of on the everyday scale, like what, what can scalar energy do for us? How do people tap into scalar energy? I, I say this with, with, out, with, with full intent. The mind and the heart are scalar energy instruments, and your mind and your heart far exceed the ability of my instrument. My instrument still is a man-made instrument, whereas your mind and your heart are created by God. Your mind is a scalar energy mind. Your heart, your, your emotions are scalar energy emotions. Now, the point I'm trying to make is this. Everybody has the ability to control and to broadcast scalar energy by your positive thoughts and by your, your mercy, your, your love, your compassion for mankind. Or you can take those scalar energy thoughts and do evil, or you can have evil in your heart. So it's a tool. 
Your mind and your heart are tools. And they are incredible scalar energy batteries, capacitors, generators, call, call them what you will. I firmly believe that the human mind and the human heart are powered by scalar energy. For instance, their circadian rhythm. Why do, why do we have a heartbeat? Where do we get that intelligence? The intelligence behind a heartbeat is scalar energy. The intelligence behind your ability to think, to reason, is scalar energy. If you would cut off the scalar energy in the universe, you could not think and your heart would stop beating. It's that simple. So everybody is a scalar energy expert because everybody has a mind and a heart. And, and how you use that expertise is really up to you. How you're going to use your mind throughout your life and your heart, that's up to you. That's the key. Okay, so have a life of merit. Be, be productive. You know, help other people. Love God. Love your neighbor. Love yourself. And use your mind and your heart to the best of your ability. So the heart and the mind are kind of like the instruments that you utilize in your work. But of course, they're inside of us, correct? Yes, correct. Um, correct. We're made in the image of God. I want to make this very clear. I come from a Christian background. It, it is said, Jesus said, you're made in my image. And he's right. If scalar energy is divine, if it's pure divine light, then all of us possess that scalar energy. Remember, we have scalar energy minds and scalar energy hearts. We all are made in the image of God. And if people really understood that, and then, then they would work towards that goal with that, with that in, in mind, we, we would have paradise on earth. So you your work right now um, is of course bringing this to people. And, and helping to heal them in different ways. Um, and I know through your website, folks can sign up for, um, I think it's just like scalar energy packages, monthly packages. I know you've got some like specific programs as well for like digestion and, and those sorts of things. Um, can you share with us like, like what it is that you're offering at this time with your scalar energy? Again, scalar energy controls nature. So um, one of the feats, one of the abilities of these instruments, we can actually assemble, create nutrients. We're able to create vitamins, minerals, antioxidants with this instrument. Again, it's the creative strength of God. Or we could work with this instrument to break apart a toxin or a pathogen. Now, before I get into this, I, I wanna hold up my photograph. When I work with people, I work remotely with their photograph. I work in my laboratory by way of a person's photograph. What do I mean? People email me a photograph and I actually place a photograph inside the instrument because the instrument then will pick up on the Akashic record and will recognize that person by way of their photograph. So I never work with anybody in person or any animal. I work with photographs of people and animals, which is the, the access to the Akashic record or the access to the scalar energy paradigm. So this is the new science of scalar energy in which all action takes place in the scalar realm, not the electromagnetic realm. And I work exclusively by way of photographs because a photograph 
embodies your scalar energy signature. Your signature is imparted upon a photograph. This is a new science. This has never been done before. And this is what I'm trying to introduce to the world. So by way of these instruments, I work remotely with people's photographs and I can impart upon that photograph, upon that force field, healing energy that I could assemble nutrients or I could disassemble pathogens. And so the instrument is, I mean, like, how does this even work, right? Because I know that um, like each day I've gotten an email saying like, you know, we're, it, it so cracks me up that, I mean, I feel like the more that I learn, it's just like, we're just programmed beings, you know, like we can reprogram ourselves. We can, you know, like I, 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 in a way, in a sense, I've started looking at people as computer programs, you know, we're just, um, we're programmable. So when you take a person's like, how are you reprogramming if that's the right word to use um, and healing people through these things? How does the instrument actually work? On its own. Again, if scalar energy is God's energy, there's no human input. This, this is what I've discovered with this energy. There's a way that I can program the instrument initially. But once I start working with this instrument, I literally can walk away for half an hour and the healing takes place in my absence. Why? It's the energy that's healing people, which is the creative strength of God. It's not me. So you might have obviously machinery that you have to monitor, computers, cars, airplanes. Uh, obviously that takes human ingenuity and it takes a, a, a human engineering, not with scalar energy. In many cases, especially say during the chakra balancing, I just place your photograph close to my Tesla coils and, and for one hour I walk away. The download of scalar energy on your photographs will balance your seven chakras, will balance your brain waves. And it's not me, the animating force is scalar energy. So this is what I've learned and this is what I've learned to, to abide by. You know, I, I don't tell God how to heal somebody. God is the physician. God is the divine physician. So this is, again, this is not Newtonian physics. This is not Western medicine. This is a new science in which God does the healing and the, the party to the action, so to speak, is a photograph. And how do you get, I mean, um, so you mentioned like the Tesla coils, but how, how do you know, like, what is being healed or maybe what your focus is when working with a specific photo? I have, for instance, a standardized session in which I will balance the chakras, uh, negate or disassemble microbes, germs, and then assemble nutrients. Now, there is specific programming to the instrument for that, but the actual carrying out of those instructions is by way of this instrument. So I only know by, by the results by the testimonies of people, how they feel. And after doing this for 25, 30 years, the testimonies are, are relevant. And many of them are, are really very supportive of our work and people say that they feel better. So to a certain extent, I do program these instruments. They are able to perform a work function, 
a work function that's repetitive. And then I rely upon the people because remember, I don't work with people in person. I work with people by way of their emailed photograph. So what's crucial is for people to provide their testimony to me. It's a new science. This, this is not as if you're going to the doctor's office. No, no this, this is quite different. So is it very important then for people who um, try out your, you know, your services to ensure that their intention is aligned with, with whatever it might be that could come, if that makes sense? You know what I mean? Because I would think that like, if someone signs up for your 15 day trial and they're kind of like, I don't really believe this, are they going to be able to receive as much as someone who's like, this is cool. I'm excited. No expectations. All right, God, do your thing. You know what I mean? Yes. I think if, if you're favorably disposed that, that you'll be able to experience this and, and, and benefit from it probably in a, in, a, in a greater capacity than if you came into this with a negative outlook. But nonetheless, I will say this. Even when I'm working with animals, animals are not aware that that their master, that their owner has sent me an email photographs and animals respond quite favorably. So e even if you're an infant or you're an animal, you know, not capable of the age, not, not capable of reasoning that this is happening to your photograph, nonetheless, we see great results with infants, young children, or with animals. So it, it does have a, a favorable, a salubrious effect. It does work. Um, what, whether you're cognizant or not, whether you believe in it or not, but I think a, a proper disposition would probably, what I call, accelerate the healing or would facilitate the healing much better. A positive attitude always works in life. Yeah, I fully agree with that. Um, so what are, what are some of the things that people report, like within like, you know, the first, I don't know, 15, 30 days or something like what, what is it that they're experiencing? I, I, before our interview, I, I was in the laboratory performing what I call the pathogenic cleanse, the pathogenic cleanse. And now I feel my mouth is clean. There's no biofilm on my tongue or my teeth. My mouth is fresh and clean. Why? Because I was able to send energy by way of my photograph into my body. And I was able to break down germs, path viruses, bacteria, fungi. So essentially right now, a more or less germ-free right after a pathogenic cleanse. And this is what many people pick up. They say, Tom, within the first few days, their sinus is drained, they clear. And they're, they're uh, able to breathe uh, much, much easier. And they say their mouth, their palate feels fresh and clean because we're able to break down, eradicate germs, pathogens quickly, day one. Um, initially, many people say the chakra balancing allows them to sleep better. So they have a very deep, meaningful sleep by way of the chakra balancing. And people notice that within the first few days. So many people say for the first time in years that they've been able to sleep without interruption. So that's what a, a chakra balancing will do. will allow people to sleep a very deep sleep, maybe even re recall your dreams finally, but to sleep without interruption. That's the key. We need that REM sleep. We, we need to go through those different phases of, of sleep and have a very deep, 
meaningful sleep that's uninterrupted. Yeah, sleep is huge. <laughs> Coming from someone who <laughs> the last two nights I've had to shake myself because I'm just working in my sleep and I'm like, stop it, just stop, yeah. like going through the motions. Um, so how long does it take someone, and I know that this is a very general question. Um, so in regards to healing, I mean, I would think that like if someone's having their chakras balanced, right, then they're going to be benefiting from, from all those different, you know, like your roots, you're going to feel a lot more confident, secure, and, you know, less fear and those kinds of things. Like, um, is it just like an overall well-being or are people able to kind of um, work with you who have, you know, maybe cancer or, or something that uh, autoimmune disorder diseases, these kinds of things, have they been able to like find relief or find healing or how do those things work? I, I don't have the answer for cancer or, or autoimmune disease. What what we specialize in is the chakra balancing and, and what I consider a pathogenic cleanse. We have the ability to eradicate pathogens. Now, um, as we develop our understanding of scalar energy, do I think this will be um, a tool for cancer? Yes, yes. I, I simply just don't have that knowledge yet, how to shrink a tumor or, or cure cancer. Do I ask God for that wisdom though on, on a regular basis? So again, if this scalar energy is the information system of the universe, let's let's take this for example. If this is a tumor, it has information behind it. And if you negate that information, the tumor is no longer. So we have to learn how to negate a tumor, how to negate cancer or to correct a tumor. And once we do that, we'll be able to correct cancer. Which I feel like is going to be another uphill battle, right? Because being sick, man, that is such a huge industry, yeah. you know? Yeah, it, it is. It is. I'm, I'm glad you see that. There's, you know, there, there's people in this world who want to see mankind advance. And there's some people who are selfish and they, they, they want to hold on to the status quo. So um, if, if, uh, we are well, able to. Sorry, I was just going to say, like, I feel like that's, you know, that's so based in our, the scarcity conditioning that we're brought up in. Because mm -hmm. even myself, you know, sometimes I'll have like, it's like, oh my gosh, well, if everyone's great, then no one's going to want to want me to read their Akashic records. You know what I mean? Like, right. I understand that fear. I think that that's, I, I get it, right? We, yeah. We're all like, we have those components to us because, of course, we've, all been raised with scarcity kind of at the forefront yeah. but what's the greater what's the greater you know mm -hmm. wish for all of us yeah to speak to that point why why is there scarcity well when you're working with electromagnetic energy it, there is scarcity when you're working with oil and and natural gas and and minerals and precious stones etc cetera, etc cetera, and resources all of that is there's there's a scarcity but if we work with energy from the stars, there's no scarcity. There's no scarcity. Yeah, so that's one, of, that's one of the fundaments that I, I want people to explore. You know, if, if you look at any economic model, you have to address scarcity, which really drives that model. 
However, if we're living in a scalar energy paradigm, there is no scarcity. It's sunlight and starlight. There's billions upon billions upon trillions of stars. You're never going to run out of instructive scalar energy from the stars. So that's another hurdle. I want to move away from this, this mechanistic way of thinking to a scalar way of thinking. I want to move from this model, this economic model, where scarcity is the driving force or one of the impediments to a new economy, a new economy with scalar energy. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, just in general, that um, it would be beautiful. And I think for those of us who are able to work outside of, of scarcity in general, you know, it's a completely different way of living when you're able to tap into that. Um, so in regards to like folks working with you, um, again, I, I think it's like maybe the, the overall well-being, so the, the chakra, um, the chakra balancing and the past pathogen, uh, release removal. <laughs> um, how, how can folks work with you? Um, we have a website. Anybody in the world can email us a photograph. Now, remember, we work with you by way of your photograph. There, there is no clinic. So the website is scalarlight.com. Anybody in the world can send us a photograph, email us a photograph, send your family photos and your pets. We'll work with you. We'll treat you for free for 15 days. Remember, this is quantum healing which takes place in the Akashic records, which takes place in the scalar energy paradigm. And all of our work is with photographs because I've discovered that my photograph is a real-time representation, a real-time representation of my soul, mind, and body. So my photograph, so to speak, is alive with the Akashic record. And we're not working in the electromagnetic paradigm. We're working in the scalar energy paradigm. So again, visit the website, scalarlight.com, email us your photographs, and we will send you daily emails explaining to you the process. And what happens if someone doesn't experience anything? What's going on with them? Um, you'll feel the benefits eventually. Uh, most people feel some difference. Most people feel better. Those who are very sensitive feel better within a few days. If you don't feel something right away, then wait, wait a month or two. And you'll see that something has changed in you. Most people eventually feel the benefits. Okay. Um, so they can come to your website. And of course the links are gonna be in the show notes. Um, and you also offer like, like different kinds of packages, right? Because of course you have like the standard, but as I mentioned, like the digestion, what are some of those? Sure, we, we offer specialty programs, for instance, female hormones, we're able to assemble female hormones or digestive enzymes, we're able to assemble digestive enzymes, it's another program. Uh, another program known as endorphins and neurotransmitters, we're able to assemble serotonin, dopamine, and people who are on the endorphins and neurotransmitter program report that they're happier, that they have a a more positive outlook on life. So you have to visit the website. We have seven different specialty programs. Again, this is just the beginning. This is just a thumbnail sketch, so to speak, of what we can do with scalar energy. 
And I pray that other scalar energy researchers will take this up as a, as a career, as a, as a point of valid research in their lives and help me and help me broaden this science. Yeah, it seems like there's, well, there's never ending room to grow. <laughs> yes. Okay, so kind of before we jump into our, clo- our, our lightning round, is there anything else that you would like to share? No, no, I think, I think we hit the nail on the head and I think that will give the audience enough to cogitate on. <laughs> and uh, I thank you for this platform. Absolutely. And, and again, I, I give you a great deal of credit. You're a scalar energy uh, expert. Anybody who understands and, and has mastered the Akashic Record is a scalar energy master. I love the Akashic Records. I, I, I tell people, I'm like, there's no way if you spent time in the Akashic Records every day that you can be an angry and mean person. Not that you couldn't feel those emotions, but I mean, it's, it's changed me you know, it's, and it continues transforming my life. But um, yeah, I, I'm, I, I love the Akashic Records. I'm so thankful for them in my life. Um, okay, so lightning round. <laughs> Number one, what is one habit that you can't live without? <laughs> one habit that I can't live without. Uh, that's that's you stumped me there. Um, uh, I'll, I'll we've had everything off the top, from off the top of my head, and, and I want the audience to understand this. I like chocolate, and I I buy what I would consider to be natural chocolate. I don't buy junk chocolate, but if that's a bad habit, I have to have chocolate twice a week in moderation. But I uh, I guess I could live without it, but. Uh, <laughs> But that's a good point. That's the only thing that comes to mind. I live cool. a pretty much a I live pretty much a Spartan lifestyle. But that's a good point. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's no judgment on the habit, right? Yeah. Like I had right. someone say sex, and I was like, "Cool, do your thing." Like, there's no right or wrong here. Yeah. <laughs> to each their own. Um, and I love chocolate. I love, love, love chocolate. I was. I just heard. Do you know who Adam Grant is? No. Yeah. Oh, he's amazing. I highly recommend. Um, he is an organizational like psychologist mm-hmm. and he basically like works with organizations to make it fun. And so like they take care of their people and, but he, he's a brain and a half. I anyway, see. he's also a, um, a micro, uh, wait, a multi, like a, he has the, the over amount of taste buds. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. Um, he can't stand chocolate or coffee oh, or really? any of these things. He says it tastes like dirt. Anyway, I was okay. just like, you poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't know what you're missing. Yeah. Um, okay. Number two, what does spirituality mean for you? Yeah. To be, to be um, in God's will, to, to, to walk in, in, in God's will and to be obedient to God's will. If, if God's perfect, then you simply follow that per- perfect paradigm. So to be obedient to God's will. Okay. Um, number three, what is your advice to anyone who's looking to find their purpose in life? You, you really have to, I, going back to the, your purpose in life, you have to ask God, why, 
Why did he create you? And what's, what's your purpose? Everybody has a very, very profound purpose. Everybody. But people don't step into that. So ask God what your purpose is. And everybody's purpose is incredibly important. Incredibly important. And once we explore that, what, what that incredibly important role is, then people will be much happier. You know, so many people just go through life, it's drudgery for them. Never probing that question. Ask God what your purpose is. He created you. Ask God what your purpose is. Yes. And become soul-driven. <laughs> um, okay. Last question. Final question. Um, where can people connect with you online? Now, I know you shared your website with us, right. but is there anywhere where, like, you personally hang out, where people could get to know you a bit more, in addition to the business? You, you uh, visit the website. That's our nexus point. And if you want, send me an email and I will respond. I will respond. Um, we have a Facebook page, Scalar Light, Tom Palladino, but I, I don't visit there all the time. But I will reply to your email if you visit our website, scalarlight.com. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Tom, and sharing thank with you. us about Scalar Energy. Um, I hope I was able to hang with you. I was like, this is going to be a very technical discussion. So, but I enjoyed it immensely. You're a scalar energy expert, as is everybody. You, you, you understand this. Yes, I love it. I love it. All right. So thanks so much for joining us today. If you were inspired by this interview, please leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe. Check out the Soul Driven Collective, a community for the spiritually curious, or you can sign up for our email list to receive podcasts, updates, and helpful resources. And don't forget, when you invest, when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. Until next week.